My friends, our theme today is how should true citizens of heaven and of Canada live? I invite you to turn in the Bible to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 where the Lord shares some beautiful truths with us on this theme of how should true citizens of heaven and of Canada live. In Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 27, it says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Amen? You must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. And then just skip down to chapter 2. Chapter 2. It says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Well, we are obviously celebrating Canada's 150th birthday. It was on July 1, 1867 that Canada became a nation. And as some of you know, today we have just over 35 million people from coast to coast across this great land of ours. One third of our population lives in our three largest cities, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. And Ottawa, of course, is the capital of our country. I believe that how you and I live is very important. It's very important to God. In fact, the Lord through the Apostle Paul here says, live, live as citizens of heaven. And for us that means here in Canada. Live as citizens of heaven. So how then should we live? Philippians 2, verse 2, has a beautiful little summary for us as to how we should live. And so to begin with, number one, for those of you taking notes, and I want to welcome our radio listeners as well, truth number one is this, true citizens of heaven and of Canada promote harmony and unity. Amen? The first part of Philippians 2, verse 2 says, make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. And writing, writing to the Christians in the city of Philippi, the Apostle Paul was eager for them and for you and for you and for you up in the balcony and for me. He was eager for all of us to live in harmony, in unity, and this truth, of course, is emphasized throughout the Bible. In Romans 12, 16, we read, live in harmony with each other. In Romans 14, verse 19, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. In Romans 15, verse 5, may God help you, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, make every effort to keep, 
to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. You and I need to apply this truth, this truth of harmony and unity in the church, in the individual family that you are a part of, in in our workplaces, in our schools, in the community where you live, and across this country of ours, of Canada. Amen? Now, what are, what are some practical things you and I can do to, to help promote harmony and unity? What are some of the practical things we can do? Well, here are a few suggestions. For those of you taking notes, A, watch what you say, how you say it, and when you say it. Are you with me now? Read it out loud with me from the big screen. Watch what you say, how you say it, and when you say it. And that applies to me as well as to any one of you. And my wife sometimes reminds me of this in a nice way, right? Proverbs 21, verse 23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut (laughs) and you will stay out of trouble. Have you found that, men? (laughs) And James chapter three, verse seven says, it, the, the tongue, the tongue is restless and evil, full of deadly poison, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. My friends, whether it is at church, at home, at work, at school, on the street where you live, while shopping or driving, what we say and how we say it makes all the difference in the world. Amen? Sometimes, sometimes when I've been uh, driving and I'm stopped, I'm stopped at a, a traffic light. I don't know if you've noticed this on occasion, but sometimes when I've been at a traffic light and, and I've been stopped um, and I'm, let's say, two or three cars behind others, sometimes when the light changes green, On occasion, the people ahead of me don't step on the gas. Sometimes they don't step on the gas right away. And and I've seen situations where the guy in front of me sticks his head out the window and and shouts out a whole lot of not nice things to the person ahead of him. And you know, and he beeps his horn and shouts out a bunch of things. I hope they don't do this in Korea. They don't do this in Korea, right? And, 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 you know, it's only a few seconds and and I think, Hey, man, cool it. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? You know, that's how road rage begins. That's how road rage begins. And uh, okay, occasionally, you know, if, if, if I'm the one that hasn't stepped on the gas, if I'm the one that hasn't stepped on the gas and someone in my car says, um, you know, how come you're not going? I just tell them I'm waiting for a different shade of green. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, okay. My friends, 
whether it is at home, at church, or anywhere, let us watch what we say, how we say it, and when we say it. Question is, do you? Do you? Hmm? Here's another help for harmony and unity. Point B, for those of you taking notes. Try to understand the person and or the situation. Try to understand. Now stick with me. This past week, as most of you know, I had the privilege of being in Indianapolis for what we call the Church of the Nazarene General Assembly. Every four years, thousands of delegates and, and other representatives gather in some city, usually in the States, to do the business of the Church of the Nazarene. And it, it consists of the World Mission Convention, Sunday School Convention, Youth Convention, and the overall General Assembly. Now, during, during this, this time, there's a lot going on, and one of the blessings of General Assembly is you are able to attend a lot of excellent seminars and learn about different, different topics, different Bible matters. You can attend different seminars, which uh, my wife and I did. It was a great blessing. Well, the very first seminar, the very first seminar that my wife and I went into uh, was excellent, except, except as, as the seminar was progressing, I heard, I heard some talk at the back. I heard some chatter. There were some people talking away at the back. And um, I, I'm the kind of person who, you know, focuses. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up being able to do homework and watch TV and all that kind of stuff, okay? I, I, I focus. And so here I was focused on the presenter, the, the person who was presenting the lesson. I'm focused, and here there, there, there's this talking going on back there. And in my head I said, you know what, you know what? In a couple of minutes, if they don't stop talking back there, I'm, I'm going to go back and just ask them very nicely, ask them very nicely to please, hey, Guys, please stop talking, or you want to talk, go in the foyer, okay? Go in the foyer, just very nicely. So I was planning, I was planning to do that. Well, I, I don't know if my wife read my mind. <laughs> just as I was thinking that, just as I was thinking that, George, my wife says, my wife says to me, she says, uh, there are people at the back translating, translating, And then I realized, you see, in the Church of the Nazarene, we've got wonderful people from all over the world, 162 different countries, different world areas. Got pe wonderful people from Korea, got wonderful people from Swaziland, from, uh, from Brazil, that's right. There, there were lots of people from Brazil. Yes, lots of people from Brazil. And, yeah, <laughs> that's good, brother. So, you know, there, there are people from China and, and, and Hong Kong and, uh, and, and Europe, uh, Germany, uh, I mean, all, all over the world, all over the world. And one of the beautiful things about our church is a sincere attempt is made to try to provide translation, 
translation for the benefit of the delegates and representatives who don't speak English. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Except, you know, when I first went into the seminar, I forgot. I mean, I know that we do this in the Church of the Nazarene, but I just wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. And these people at the back were, and however, however, when my wife, when my wife helped me to see the light, amen, she says. And then I remembered, I remembered that what they were doing at the back was translating, translating, then I, I took on a whole different perspective. Instead of it bothering me, instead of it bothering me, I said, Lord, isn't this wonderful, wonderful that we've got people translating, trying to help people from different languages be blessed by the lessons at General Assembly. Amen? What am I saying? What am I saying? Try to understand the person and or the situation, whether it's you or me. And when we try to understand, it will often change our perspective. Instead of us being bothered, we end up saying, isn't this beautiful? Isn't this marvelous? Amen? Amen. So let's continue on here. Let's continue on to a second truth of how true Christians, true citizens of heaven and of Canada should live. And the second truth, very simply, is love one another. When we go back to Philippians chapter 2, verse, verse 2, we read, then make, make me, uh, read it out loud with me from the big screen, right? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another. Loving one another. Amen? In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus says, so now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 says, don't just pretend, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Really love them. Love each other with genuine affection. Isn't that beautiful? Love each other with genuine affection. My sister, what's the word for, for love in Korean? Taran? Very good, very good. <laughs> My brother, what's, what's the word for love in Brazil, in Portuguese? Amor. Amor. Yeah, that has a French background. French, uh, French background, amour. All right, all right. All right, love each other with genuine affection. Let it be so. Uh, speaking of love, are you listening now? Okay. And speaking of love, a wife and a husband were talking. And the wife said, the wife said, <laughs> the wife said, <laughs> the wife said, 
How would you describe me, honey? <laughs> How would you describe me? And the husband said, sweetheart, I describe you like this. You're A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Wow. And then the wife said, what, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? And the husband answered, A is for adorable. Can you go, ah. Okay. So A is for adorable. B is for beautiful. C is for cute. D, D is for delightful. E is for elegant. F is for fashionable. G is for gorgeous. <laughs> and H, H is for hot. And the wife said, the wife then said, wow, wow, thank you, thank you. But, but you, um, you stopped at the H. What, what do I, J, and K stand for? What do they stand for? And the husband said, well, I is for I'm, J is for just, and K is for kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my wife didn't like that. I'm just kidding, honey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Lisa liked it, so that's fine. All right. Pardon me? I was describing you. I was describing you. That's right. I was describing you, and, and I'm not kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, anyway, my friends, whether, whether it's the family, the friends, at, whether it's at church, at work, at school, God says, God says, love each other with a genuine, genuine affection. Don't, don't kid around. Don't kid around. Be serious about that. Love with genuine affection. Okay, those of you making notes, point A. Where, where does this love come from? Where does this love come from? Well, of course, it comes from God. From God. First John chapter four, verse seven says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Praise the Lord. And uh, Galatians 5.22 tells us the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, is love. Do you have difficulty loving people? Do you have difficulty loving people? I wonder if what you need to do is to pray, God, fill my heart with your love. Fill my heart, Lord, with your love. Love 
Love is the essence of holiness. Some years ago, Dr. Mildred Weinkoop wrote an excellent book on holiness and called it A Theology of Love. Some of you have maybe read that on some occasion. Most of you know that I was born in northern Greece near a small town called Perasma, Florina, Florina, okay? And uh, it's, it's about a three, four-hour drive from the east coast uh, where you find Thessalonica on, on the coast there. So we were new immigrants, new immigrants to Canada when I was five years old. Some of you have heard me tell of how especially when I was a child living south of Papen Danforth here in Toronto, I, I experienced quite a bit of prejudice uh, towards me simply because I was born in another country and initially I could not speak English and the kids on my street thought that my, my mother cooked strange meals and she would come out and, and call, uh, call out in Macedonian, hey, kids, come on in, come on in, supper's ready. And the kids would wonder, what's the matter with these people? They speak this weird language. Anyway, I, I was not the only one, I was not the only one to experience the name calling and the prejudice. There were a lot of other children with Greek, Macedonian, or Italian backgrounds in the neighborhood and at our school who were in the same situation. I have sometimes reflected back upon my childhood years, and I've wondered, I've wondered why all the children simply could not, they could not accept, uh, care about, and love other children, no matter where they were born, what skin color they had, or what was their native language. You know, I, I, it was always hard for me to understand, I thought, like, we're all children here. Like, what, what's the big deal? So, so what if I was born in a place called Greece? I don't hardly know anything about it, you know? Anyway, I cannot change. I cannot change the past. But with God's help and your help, we want to inspire each child, each teenager, and each adult in our church and in our community and in our country to show love, love and acceptance, God's love. Amen? Amen? As you meet, as you meet newcomers to Canada, whether they have arrived from the Caribbean or from Central or South America or whether they have come from Africa, Europe, China, Asia, whether they've come from Syria, Iran, Iraq, from China, Hong Kong, Japan, or Korea, or from the Middle East, or from Great Britain, or uh, Australia, or New Zealand, or the United States, amen, or from wherever, from wherever people have come, give people a warm, loving, Canadian, Christian welcome. Right on? Love them, pray for them, invite them over for a meal, or get together at a donut shop or some healthy shop, wherever. Become friends, become friends. And if, if, 
If you are an employer, if you are an employer, hire existing Canadians, but also give new Canadians a chance to earn a living. Amen? Across the years, many very competent, skilled, eager to work, new Canadians have said to me things like this. They've said, Pastor, I have applied to many jobs, but most of them want Canadian experience. Pastor, how can I get Canadian experience if no one gives me a chance to even work? And so I say to employers here in our church, radio listeners, if you're an employer, and I say to our country, Give newcomers to Canada a job and then they'll have Canadian experience. Amen? Amen. What are some of the practical aspects of this love? All right? What are some of these, the practical aspects? Well, many of you know this beautiful passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7 that speaks of the practical aspects. Here it is. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Wow. My friends, this week, this week, in whatever situation you find yourself in, will you show, will you show a love that is patient and kind? In fact, in fact, I want to challenge, I want to challenge all of us to do a random act of kindness sometime this week. It can be a little thing for someone or a big thing. It can be for uh, an act of kindness for someone you know or preferably someone you don't even know. Carry out a little act of kindness for someone and you decide what that act of kindness might be. This week, will you show a love, show a love that is not rude and does not demand its own way? Will you show a love that is not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged. Amen? And so, my friends, I say to you today, and I leave you with these two truths. Number one, true citizens of heaven and of Canada promote harmony and unity. Are you promoting harmony and unity? And true citizens of heaven and of Canada, love one another. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the privilege of belonging and living here in Canada. And we pray that you would move upon each one of us to promote harmony and unity and to show an abundance of love. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen.